Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of our brand new podcast. Do we know them? I'm Lily Marston. And I'm Jesse Smiles. And we're, we're so excited. We're actually doing it. This is our podcast. <laughs> that sounded so official. Yeah, we actually did it. The two people that probably should not have a podcast. Like, there's nobody that should have a podcast <laughs> less than us. Is that the proper well, sentence? I mean, but here we are. At, at this point in uh, the world, it feels like everyone has a podcast. So it seems yeah. like, why not? But also, I feel like... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we have a good dynamic for a podcast. I think so. Mostly because... Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, you guys tell us. But mostly because we can uh, ramble about basically anything for hours at a time. Well, this is essentially just what we do on FaceTime, except now we're just doing it for other people to see, which makes me nervous because I'm not trying to be canceled. I was going to say... I <laughs> That's mean, why I'm off of Twitter. Maybe it's going to be like a little more refined than what's on our FaceTime. But uh, yeah, basically... Yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. Should we talk about the concept? Yes. Oh, hi. You want to know what the show's about? Okay. Um, well, we're going to be talking about internet drama. And I know that sounds a bit immature, okay? <laughs> we're we're in our... Well, some of us are in our 30s. I'm not pointing at anybody. But, um, lit- <laughs> <laughs> but like we here's the thing i spend all of my time taking care of my children and engaging in internet drama from afar i'm not i don't like my own personal internet drama many of you guys already know that okay it's traumatizing i I want nothing to do with it but when it comes to other people's drama i'm all up in that shit that's like all i consume i'm on watching h3 all day i'm on tiktok i want to know what's happening to the mormon moms like i'm i'm all i'm all up in this shit well and you don't engage with it you just witness from afar oh right 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 oh yeah I don't engage. I like, I don't make it worse. No. I, or ever. I don't even comment. I don't even like. I just like watch and. Honestly, I. Yeah. And I, I will admit, I'm the same. And I don't have any children to be watching. So I just have no life. And I still watch a bunch of YouTube <laughs> things. But I feel like not that many people might know how much I'm watching the drama channels. And I don't even. Yeah. I would actually, that's a lie. I was going to say, I don't even know when it started, but I know exactly when it started. It was about June of 2020. That's a oddly specific time. I can't imagine why. It happened like that for me too. Like I wasn't <laughs> watching drama channels Until before that point. <laughs> Until I was a part of it. And that's kind of triggering because you don't know what you're going to get when your face is on the like the drama channel and you you don't know if you're gonna see a bunch of comments of people being like oh my god that jesse is such a bitch and whatever and so it's a little triggering but it did make me start watching drama channels regularly so like i watch like every peter mon video i watch adam mcintyre who else well i watch h3 podcasts like every single episode and they talk about everything going on um but he has covid now so he's been off for a week oh sad um i feel like i watch <laughs> i watch some spill sesh i watch um i'll watch some deaf noodles to oh deaf i feel noodles, like he yeah. covers like at least uh, he doesn't really go too in depth into things but he covers like the headlines that you need to know maybe. right yeah. um and he's on it like he knows everything happening it's very quick <laughs> like it's yeah. actually very impressive and i wonder if he sleeps yeah, well, that's essentially what we want to do is we just want to talk about internet happenings. It doesn't have to be drama. It's just things that are going on on the internet that people are talking about. And then we're giving our two cents on it, mostly because like we just this is we want this to be laid back. We want this to be just us talking. A lot of you guys are always saying like, I could watch you watch paint dry. Like, you know, like everybody always leaves those comments. I'm like, you really fucking couldn't, though. <laughs> like, that's boring like, as, as hell. fun as that but sounds. You would regret it. I just think that people would like to just hear us talk. That's what they say. Well, I don't know if it's true. Uh, agreed. Um, I guess we're going to find out. But yeah. um, 
And if you guys watch the teaser that we put out for this podcast, we... Good job, Lily. She made it herself. Thank you. Um, Lost a little sleep over it, but, you know, it's done. (laughs) Uh, But in there, even, we kind of delve into... Basically, anyone could talk about internet drama, but we do feel like we might offer a unique kind of perspective because, um, I mean, I have never necessarily been the subject of any drama. I mean, as much as I've been in it, Lily, you've been in it. Like, if we're being honest, like, I feel like the things that I've gone through, Lily has also secondhand gone through because she's been so in it with me and it's given us some PTSD, honestly. A little bit. Literally. But also a collective bond over just internet culture in general I think a hundred percent and it's made I don't know it it gives you once you've been in such a bizarre situation where so many people are like weighing in on things it really does give you a different perspective because you're looking at it from the other side it is so easy to just sit in an audience or a virtual audience and just like have the collective opinion which a lot of times I do kind of have the same opinion as everyone say this isn't gonna be like a shit talking a bunch of people but at the same time it's not it's not gonna (laughs) But I was going to say, at the same time, it's not going to be us, like, saying that they didn't do anything wrong. But I think that we're able to look at it maybe from a more objective point of view, knowing what goes into these kind of... Yes. And it's not just that. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, too, is, like, we know... It's not like we're, like, some fucking insiders or something. But we do know the behind the scenes of a lot of this. When Lily was asking me for, like, pictures and stuff for the teaser, and I look back... I can, it's such a distant memory, all of the things that we've experienced online, all of the like celebrities we've met, the people we've met, the things we've done, the events we've gone to, the thousands of fans we've met. Like, it is so bizarre to look at that and be like, oh, yeah, that's my life. Because like, literally, that's over. Like, <laughs> we, we are irrelevant now. Our careers have died. <laughs> when I met famous people, like actual, not just Internet celebrities, when I did, oh, well. I knew in the moment, like how insane it was. But you just can't really process it because it's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, literally, literally, I got to fly to Italy and meet Tom Hanks. Like, what? Like, world? I I think I even, I was pulling the picture and the caption is like, didn't know this was on my bucket list, but... Yeah. So basically, we we got a lot of really cool opportunities over the years, and we both, I feel yeah. like, worked in a few different sections of the internet. Yeah. So we were able to meet people in a bunch of different settings. Yeah. So even if we might not know the people in whatever the story is we're talking about, we might know their friends. We might know right. some kind of connection. I mean, look at those pictures. We took pictures with at least like two thirds of the Dramageddon people. <laughs> we took a picture with like three, I don't know what fraction of the vlog squad. Well, so it's funny because looking back, it's, it yes, all of the stuff with you when it was coming out on drama channels, that got me interested. But during that time, there was also a lot of other things going on. And it was so insane for me to be able to turn on my TV and turn on YouTube and have all of the recommended be like, people I know in the headlines and I'd either be like is that true and then I'd click on and be like oh it's not (laughs) or Or, I'd be like oh shit (laughs) yeah well that's the worst part is like when someone you know is like canceled for something you really don't agree with and I wouldn't consider myself not to get into Shane Dawson okay I'm sorry I know it's a little triggering topic for you but like for me, I didn't know Shane other than met him once, had a couple interactions with him through like DMs and like 
when my lipstick launched, he posted it on his story, which was very sweet. And he sent me his like makeup collection. But when everything popped off, which I genuinely had no idea because I was not a Shane Dawson fan like ever. Like well, I wasn't a viewer of Shane Dawson. When that popped off, I immediately was like unfollow on everything. Like I was triggered. I was like, what the fuck is this? I had no clue that any of this went down. And that's the weird part when you know someone who's going through something like that and you have to take and then people are like, take a stance, you know, like you need to let us know how you feel about this person. But then people do it with like random things like there was this lady. Her name is Jordan Cheyenne. I don't know if you ever heard of the whole drama where like she was trying to get her kid to cry for the thumbnail. Do you remember that? And she's like laying him against her chest and she's like, yeah, put your hand like this. Put your hand. Yeah. Super fucking awkward. Super bizarre. I have followed Jordan not on YouTube, but on Twitter, like. Like we followed each other and I had no idea what she even did on YouTube. There's a bunch of people that I like follow on Twitter that I don't know what they do, but like we just follow each other. Like it's I, I'm like, I, they're a YouTuber, I, but I've 100%, never explored their channel. I have Twitter friends and stuff that I literally could run into them on the street, and not even know who the person is. Literally. Like, I, I don't even really know what they look like. Well, I had forgotten but I that I even like I followed them. her. I didn't even know I followed her until I started getting replies of like, really, Jesse, you still follow Jordan Cheyenne like after what she did? And I'm like, okay, well, let me also just side note that I absolutely hate when people take who you follow and try and make that a thing because an endorsement. I was even getting shit for following Trump. And I was like, He's the well, president. Well, I don't know how I, you followed him. I, I it was honestly, I I, it was rough. And then he retweeted me that time and it was even more rough. And it was just, uh, that's yeah. a whole nother story. But um, I, in general, like I, I don't only follow people. I mean, I would say in general, I usually follow people that I like, but there's definitely a handful of people that I maybe followed at one point And just, I don't, I, I very much don't actively unfollow people. Like someone would be having to be yeah. so annoying that I would that I do not want to see them on my feed. Otherwise, like I'll not even hate follow them. It's like an absent minded follow. It's kind of like the same thing as Facebook. Back in the day, I used to accept literally anyone when I was on Vine. Um, a bunch of people would find my personal Facebook. And for some godforsaken reason, I would accept them. And nowadays, like I just I unfriend as I see their bigoted shit. So like when I see like abortion is murder i'm like yeah okay go uh unfriend like i don't, I I don't even go person. on i don't even fucking know i don't even go on facebook anymore oh i i'm always on facebook i facebook marketplace i'm on the mommy groups oh, it's amazing ow. but um when you live in a small town well small town but like literally those mommy groups are the only way to get by with anything like oh, they know no, everything i mean if i had a reason to go on but literally yeah. it's that's it's awful because i'm also thinking when are you seeing all this big like i don't go on my social media and see if i I don't go on Facebook though, so that's why I've been. You able to post avoid on it. Facebook, or I guess you repost your Instagrams, huh? Do I? I see you on Facebook. I like your posts. <laughs> well, thank you because I have not been logged in in quite some time. Oh, I think you share. Yeah, it shares your Instagram posts. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So uh, I don't even know what tangent we were going down. Just basically that we've had a lot of experience being like adjacent to people that are involved in drama over the years both big and right. small and it's yeah. very weird to be in a world where you know like we're just so many people care about something yeah but then you're like oh my god like I, it's it's just hard to process it's all feels very surreal 
And when you're going through it, it's very surreal, surreal, surreal as well. Like literally the concept of millions of people trying to interpret something happening to you is such a mind blowing concept that there are no words that can explain it until you're in it. So like we said, we have that perspective because Lily, me and Lily are like one. Me, Lily and Megan are one. Whenever I'm going through something, literally we're one. Like so. And I think that is another thing with internet drama in general is that it's always very complex and convoluted. Like, it's not an easy thing to understand. It's not like, oh, this happened. I can explain it in one sentence. Like, if I was to explain your drama, it literally, like, a Cliff Notes version still takes 30 minutes. (laughs) Because it's like, you have to give background, then you have to do this, and you have to explain so much context. So even if someone, like, there are very few people, I think, that would bother spending their time and energy really diving in to understand your full story, especially because it spans so many years and involves so much stuff. So it's I would hard agree for with a you, lot of people. But no, because when not, I really do not obviously want to get into my drama at all, but just to reference super quick, when that three hour phone call came out, the amount of people that sat through the entire thing. Oh, no, 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 not not like that. But like um, to understand even just the general like fight that was going on. Yeah, it was very that was where so much of the miscommunication and back and forth of people not getting yeah. it was coming. Right, from. right, right, right. And yeah. that's when I was probably the only person because Jesse's not going to go on and like be responding to all these people. But right. to know literally ever like it wasn't like she left a few things out or didn't want to like I literally knew everything that was going on so then to witness it all and then see people with these horrible takes just because they didn't know the full context yeah people people would think too that you were just jumping in because you were my friend I'm like you have no idea Lily has read every text every email everything like everything that I went through Lily went through it vicariously so people didn't get that and people also didn't know that like every time lily would get into it with someone on twitter she was like texting me like i'm fucking ranting i'm blah blah blah, and she would send me screenshots and i'm like "Eh." like it it was just awful like you know i'm not a confrontational person i'm not like gonna go out of my way to be talking to a bunch of and i want to assume most of them were probably children right and try to like explain things on the internet it's not usually worth it yeah. But the fact that, it, like, everything to me, like, anything they would say, I'd be like, no, that's wrong. Because I could fact check right. anything. Because I was like, yeah. no, I know that's not true. I have a screenshot. I know that's not yeah. true. She said this two days ago. And yeah, so that, that, that experience not only, like, bonded us <laughs> very heavily. Um, and Megan as well. Megan was... Megan was like the lawyer of the group. She provided a lot of legal expertise and a lot of things. But um, it just gave us that perspective so we want to bring that to everything that we talk about so we want to talk again it's like a facetime maybe a little bit more reserved than the shit that we we say because we really you know we let loose on facetime but like we want to give our perspective and give that interpretation of things as people who have been on the internet for a long time and as people who know or have met some of these people that are going through the things that we're talking about so that's essentially what the show is show podcast what is this I don't even know but yeah no like I think showing that some people maybe and we won't be able to do this for every story I think there's going to be some especially like the tiktokers because I don't know who any of them are these days because that's when I feel most old but I think going through a lot of them and being able to kind of even just give like 
maybe not a super solid opinion, but like what this person might be like in real life if this is right. su- and if it's surprising or if it's kind of like eh, I've heard I've right. heard things or like that what we or- think is fake and bullshit yeah, and what yeah, we yeah. think is completely staged because a lot of people just don't understand how much bullshit is staged on the internet just a, just all of that perspective that's what we want to bring if you guys have any topics that you want us to talk about DM us on Instagram, right? Absolutely, yeah. Well, and yeah. then also, this isn't going to be like a straight up like news fact based thing. We might not know right, right, everything right. about the topic, but we're going no. to basically interpret it as a normal viewer would, I think. Right. With yeah. our added insight. And a lot of the things we're talking about are going to be the first time that we're seeing it. So like we're going to be talking today, if you saw the title of the video, um, about eight passengers. But a lot of the things that we're or some of the things that we're going to be talking about, we're like kind of reacting to in the moment. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing in general. Right? I guess. Question mark? I don't know. <laughs> I'll say, well, we'll say this will be an evolving format. So if you guys yeah, have suggestions sure. in general about the show, let us know and we will try and incorporate as needed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was a good introduction. Good job, us. I think so. Yeah. Should yeah. we begin? Yeah, we should. Okay. Topic one. Eight passengers. Uh, where do we begin? When did you first hear about Eight Passengers? I want to say, okay, so lately, or at least in the last year, there's been like a crackdown from the general public on family channels, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like there's just been a general consensus of like, this is wrong. You should not exploit your children for money. And if your children are the main source of your channel, then that's wrong. Like, I feel like that movement has come up in the last, like ever since the, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maya, Micah Stoffer, yeah, the one that gave up gave the her son. Yeah. Yeah. So her son, or not her son, what adopted. is he? I don't, yeah, yeah. She adopted a boy from Thailand, was it? China. No, it was China. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And his name was H, we'll say. And then she ended up returning him essentially, not to where she adopted him from, but to different parents. Like if he was. A dog, like she literally, re- rehomed was like, him. Rehomed him, which I didn't even that's know not, was a I, thing. I literally, that's what you say about dogs. She said that like his, um, you know, his special needs were basically too extensive. Despite her being a literal nurse, who the reason why she got a child with special needs was because she said she had expertise in it. But apparently, he was like his behaviors and all that stuff. And I have an autistic son, so literally, uh, I was very triggered by that story. However, however. That kind of like ripple affected this whole thing of like, wait, it's not just Micah Stoffer. It's all of you fuckers well, who are exploiting your kids. The one you brought up earlier. What's her name? Oh, Jordan Cheyenne. That made her kid cry for a thumbnail. And like that just was disturbing. the weirdest clip you've ever seen. It's like it almost felt like a parody of what people like claim YouTube is. It's like and there is just no like I know she was like, you know, this was wrong and I apologize and whatever. That's but, like a be- literally that's a how? person like that's a behavioral, like a deep rooted thing. That's not like, whoops, I, I messed up. Like, no, to be the kind of person that's going to do that. That means something else is wrong. Well, it means that you're so far gone with content. Like, I can never, I'm the opposite of whatever that is because I prioritize content never. So that's why I never post because I'm like, I'd rather spend time with my family. I'd rather cook dinner. I'd rather go to the aquarium with my son, like, than film. So literally, 
I cannot relate to that at all, but she prioritizes content more than everything. Like if my son was like genuinely sad, first of all, I would never film him. Like I would never film Noah when he's like crying I, for a YouTube video, let I alone like, want him to cry. Gen I like felt guilty filming my dog when I first got him because I thought it was like too <laughs> overwhelming because he was just getting acclimated. Like, and, yeah. and I think that's also a perspective that we both have with drama is that like the, the lengths people will go to to for attention and for views and can't relate i really can't because i genuinely i'm like i there's numerous things that i could have done that are very much more like exploitative of my life yeah and i think i get so offended when people are like oh you're doing this for drama i'm like do you understand like the things I could have done for drama, like I could have. It's pretty obvious when someone wants the drama, when they want to troll, but like me and Lily will talk about this when we see some cringy, trolly shit on, on TikTok or like people who just do things for views, which on TikTok is like most people, like they'll literally do something crazy and then they'll post another video like, oh, I was just kidding. Like, I'm like, what? Like, what I, are you well, doing? One of the conversations we always have with, and with Megan too is if like, I and I don't even have an example of a TikTok or something that I would be doing, but we've brought up before them, like, if I was doing what this person was doing, you both would be at my apartment so quickly, yeah. ripping that phone out of my hand. People yeah. I barely know would be like, Lily, something's wrong. We need to stop this. So when yeah. you see people doing like the most outrageous shit, you're like, why, who, why is no one Do they have them? anyone around? Wait, yeah. Like, where's the adult? <laughs> I think I'm more baffled at the lack of self-awareness from people who will get so many comments, negative comments, and like just be fine with that and just be like, well, any attention's good attention. Like I just personally can't handle that. No. Um Yeah. I was like, I no, the negative comments I, ever and I know that people are always like, if you get all the good comments, don't pay attention to the bad. It doesn't matter who you are. I don't care what you say. You could even know that the mean comment isn't true and it'll still irk you because you're like, and that's when there's like one or two, but I'm saying if most of them are negative, like, do you think Trisha Paytas gives a fuck? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh. I think that with her, it's an interesting dichotomy though, because I think she does care so much what people think but then also wants the attention and okay just, like, i can see that relevant so badly that she's willing to compromise the other one i could see that okay there's this one lady i know this is super random i don't know if you've seen her she makes the dumbest like faces and like thinks that like it's funny to be like Ooh, like to do sounds like that i don't know okay i'll show you i'll get her name but she goes on live and destroys her house she gets buckets of like soap and water and throws it everywhere and dances and like does weird things and she just loves that kind of like attention that that gives her and like she has kids and like a husband and she says she just like cleans up before they get home but i'm literally like how does that work in your mind like like it's not that we can't be weird or like quirky or whatever but like what the fuck are people doing this shit for like it's not fun you're destroying your house you're literally putting like ketchup on her ceiling and shit like it's a disaster but she's just getting a lot of attention like there's thousands of people in her life being like what the fuck is this and she loves it she loves it she eats it up she goes on live every day well i guess and then there also is the people that do cringy or weird stuff that they do see the negative comments like for example which i did actually see this could even be something we talk about next um that nikocado avocado has not uploaded in a week 
I guess. He's like oh, gone God. missing. But yeah, I heard. he, I think, is a perfect example of someone that he knows he's getting negative attention. He doesn't think, he can't possibly think all of the comments are just like, yeah, we love watching you eat. Like there's negative undertones to a lot of it. You know that I knew him and I've had experiences with him. And I have also been behind the scenes of that situation where he would send me videos that he was going to put up of him trolling and he's like oh my god isn't this hilarious like he literally loves it and he loves all attention but he's faking it obviously but he has recognized that he can build his entire i mean we'll see how long it lasts but he can build his entire career off negative attention and he likes it he actually likes it he laughs at negative comments he thinks it's funny now for me personally where the where does this joke end comes in is like your health is at stake obviously because and it's not even a weight thing it's like you're eating the worst of the worst food and he really does eat the food it's not like he doesn't eat it and that's fake so like that's where i the line is blurred of like when is the clout and whatever like when is that not worth it because it's actually affecting your real life and now that he's been gone for a week that's super weird for him because he uploads like it's concerning Yeah. yeah Anyway, back to eight passengers. Uh, right. Um, so that's going to be tangents on this show. I know. Yeah. So the, we say what the topic is, but there's actually 15 topics. Right. So eight passengers. I first started seeing them pop up probably, I want to say maybe a year ago or so. And it was, I think things have definitely escalated over the last year. But yeah. uh, the gist of it is. It, there's eight it's a family of eight uh we looked it up earlier because i was like are there six kids and the parents or is it like eight kids because they're the passengers and then like the parents are the drive no apparently there's six kids two parents eight total no drivers mom, yeah, no drivers <laughs> which is very clear in the scenario actually <laughs> but um the mom her name is ruby and she is actually part of a like large family i think she has like six siblings and they all have family channels um they are all mormon which does definitely impact her overall channel it's a family channel but also it's her and her husband using this family channel as a way to like demonstrate their parenting practices yeah and let's just say people haven't been the biggest fan of their practices uh the first ones that i was introduced to were like that she took away i think it was her teenage son's bed because i don't even remember what he did but certainly nothing to worry i remember him, like sleep he on told the floor. he told one of the younger siblings that they were gonna go to disney world when in fact they weren't so she took away his bed <laughs> any room mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't get anything he was sleeping on the floor in the family room because that makes sense that's yep. definitely a proportionate reaction to yep. that mm-hmm. uh prank but um and then after that i believe it was the same son they sent to one of those like sketchy ass wilderness camps that dr phil not yeah it wasn't that specifically that but the crazy. one crazy bad baby like fought over and he, paris yeah. hilton went after one too yeah if it's a wilderness camp usually like nine out of ten times it's not a good place to go. They sent him there and he had to like live in the woods. And I think it was like a month long or something. So she's definitely received a lot of credit. And obviously the dad is in on these decisions too. Right. But she's, I think, received the brunt of the criticism. And the fact that she films these, like she talks about these things and explains them as if people are going to agree with her. But it's so like, 
what how did how could you possibly think that that's okay she puts up a video where she's describing how her five-year-old's teacher texted her to let her know that her five-year-old didn't have a lunch and wanted to know if the mom could drop by lunch well, apparently in Ruby's world, a five-year-old is old enough to be responsible to make their own lunch every day. And she even goes as far as to say that she hopes that no other kids are any... Well, first of all, that she's not going to bring the lunch to the daughter because she should have packed it herself. Um, but then she goes on to even say that she hopes that no one gives her daughter food so she can be hungry and learn her lesson and never forget it again. Hopefully nobody gives her food and nobody steps in and gives her a lunch. I mean, I know that like, it's not always uh, that you want to get like CPS or something involved, but I feel like food and like shelter are such bare minimum they're not privileges that can be taken away they're not things that like oops i forgot and like she, now you start that's not like a take the xbox away or like take a phone away or something it's yeah like, it's not no, a fucking option. Your basic human no it's I, not an I, option to feed your child that is five years old even if you want them to like prepare their own lunch which like what kind of a lunch is a five-year-old gonna prepare like literally but okay sure you want them to be like independent <laughs> But you shouldn't have the option to be like, oh, you forgot your lunch while well, starve. Like, that is not your choice to make. Like, they get to it, eat. And if, That's a human right. right. If, if you want to be, like, super, I'm going to use the word progressive, although that is not accurate here, and, like, try and get the daughter to, like, learn how to do that early, and you're involved in helping her and making sure she's... Even that, I'm like, don't make your five-year-old make her fucking lunch. But it's not even that. It's literally, like... Oh, she forgot to do it. Do you know how many things I forget to do as a as a 32-year-old? And she actually told me she did pack a lunch. So the natural outcome is she's just going to need to be hungry. Are you kidding? And it's it's That's so sad cuz like you you would hope that your parents out of everyone in this world, the people that like brought you into this world would be the people to show you like the ultimate grace in life and I feel like that's what I do as a parent. Like I'm constantly showing grace to my kids even when they're you know but like literally that is our fucking job we are here to show grace and to teach our fucking kids and like for your parent to betray you like that and be like starve bitch like literally and then but what then the fuck frame it as a teaching lesson well that's she thinks that she's like god's gift to earth like she thinks like oh my god i am so smart i have it all figured out which is the classic super conservative thing like it's to be like oh my god i well, got it and you guys just don't get it like that and that she speaks a lot about her like religious i guess, she uses the words principles a lot and truth a lot and it's and it's all this and stuff, awake, all that jargon it's all this stuff that it's like she has she sees everything clearly and everyone else is seeing everything blurry and it's yeah. like how what the dumbest of the dumb always think that they're the smartest and the people that tend to doubt their intelligence are some of the smartest people i've ever met in my life so it's just like all these people who swear like i know you guys just don't know you don't know and i i know and it's like literally like what the fuck are you even on about and here's the thing Do like mormonism research. mormonism in general um i just can't get on board with i mean it's like rooted in like racism and horrible shit Dude, anyway but I it's just so extreme that I can't I have found out so many things about and I don't know if I don't think I a lot of the stuff I've seen recently does not apply to all Mormons um but 
the Mormons have really just been getting fucked lately, exposed left and right. As, because as they should. There's, <laughs> it's, now it's all coming out. But um, there's a Netflix series where it uh, talks about Warren Jeffs and his like 70 wives. And then he, I'm pretty sure he was the older one. He dies. And then his son marries all of the wives. Oh, nice. All of this because it is in their like, covenants and their rules in the like for the religion in general that one to get to heaven and they also their whole thing is based on getting to the top tier of heaven so their entire life is just in preparation for heaven and doing all the things they need to do so they don't just get there they get to the top tier it would so suck if they were wrong (laughs) right well so then all the time and so then these rules who hmm i think let me guess, a man made up. Oh. Um, includes getting married. That is one of the things that makes you like more viable for heaven. Which, Period. Okay. Are you kidding? Like, what? That already is fucked. Then you go to the fundamentalist Mor- uh, Mormons, which they also portray in, there's an Andrew Garfield Hulu show where it's very graphic and a lot of things going on in there. But they talk all about polygamy and how it basically one of the people in the religion was like, I just got a revelation that now the more wives, the better chances we are, we are the better chances we have of getting to the top tier of heaven. And then all the other men were like, you know, I mean, if God told you that, sure, I, I guess we'll go along. Are I was having kidding? this discussion with my husband in the kitchen yesterday where I was like, I sincerely do not need any more men, specifically white men, but men in general to interpret anything for me because you guys fucking suck like at interpreting shit historically the worst when when it comes to extremism with anything i'm not on board and i think that there's such a fine line with everything um religion included where it's like okay you're just living you're living a normal life it's just part of your faith whatever and then all of a sudden everyone needs to believe what you believe and ruby's like far beyond that like she's climbed the mountain of that that's it starts with like oh i'm kind of strict blah blah and then what was the this isn't even like just a religious thing but one of her latest uh controversies that she got called out for is because again she uh filmed a video of her going on this rant which you'd think some of these rants would be based in something legitimate but no none of them are this one in particular was that she was very very upset because her daughter who's in eighth grade which is like around 13 ish Um, she was being exposed to a song from TikTok. And I guess I think they were doing a dance or something. And I said a TikTok dance. Hmm. It was a clean version of the song. Even the section that's there is still seductive and lustful. Which I think we found out later is Low by Flo Rida. This song that has all of these lyrics in it literally not even wop not like she was in full-blown tears you are introducing them to to the world and you're saying it's okay in the principal's office just like she was like i didn't cry in there i was i was very strong and sour but now i am crying she couldn't believe that the principal didn't side with her. I would hope that the principal where my kids go to school, that, that the standard would be truth. 
that the standard would be principles. And all I could think of is like, ma'am, your children are fucking mortified right now. Like your children are just plotting their escape. And there's no doubt in my mind about that. At well, all. and then where you really see like what, like it, it makes it even more confusing, but also you can kind of see what kind of a person she is, is that then she proceeds to explain that she did meet with the principal and the principal offers to like take the kid out of the class or like not have her participate. But Ruby doesn't want that. Yeah. And even in the video, she goes, that's not what this is about. If she doesn't want to participate, that's fine. And I said, I, you're missing the whole point of why I'm here. What's it about? I don't understand. She wants now. And then she like went to the school board. Finally getting to meet with someone at the district. She wanted permission slips signed. They have them swing their bodies to these salacious songs. And you don't even need to get my permission. Well, I'm like, bitch, you, it's a public school and she's in eighth grade. I have friends yeah. that lost their virginity in eighth grade. I don't think listening to something that says apple bottom jeans is going to be that scarring. For I mean, I know there's a lot of people who think the same way that she does, but it's genuinely insane to see how someone like her, because I quite frankly just find her boring like I just don't get it nor do I get the whole family thing I personally don't watch family channels but like how did she amass such a big following and then to think that like my dad my dad always says that the internet has given people a microphone who should have never uttered a single word into like the abyss like literally that's what I feel when I watch her, I'm like, why do you have a voice? Like, why are we listening to what you're saying? Even to remark on it, even to like react to it, I feel like we shouldn't. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I want to kind of talk shit about it. But like, <laughs> but like, I well, do feel like we're contributing to giving her a voice. But also discussing an overall issue with the family channel right. world as yeah. a whole. And I feel like they're one of the t- top examples of the problem with it. It's that... Yeah. Because we, we've we even discussed, like, you have featured your kids in some of your videos, but your channel is not about your kids. It's about you, and you are a mom, which is a big part of your life. Yeah. So it's natural to want to include them once in a while. And to be but honest, even I even battle with in, that. Because it's like, I know that there's such weird people watching things on the internet. Again, my audience is, like, 95% female, and I know a lot of people, like, have genuine kindness towards my kids. And so whenever I do share them, which is, like, putting them on camera and like you actually see them very rare but like I'll do updates let you guys know how the family's going whatever even that that, that, it makes that even feel brings weird. us back it brings us back to who is what like how did Ruby get this following who is watching family yeah. channels and it's questionable because there's a whole other thing going on on YouTube where it's like old pervs and yeah. files are yeah. watching. And, and you're not just watching a family channel. You're watching somebody talking about, you know, her daughter's period and bra shopping. And I even saw the Dad Challenge podcast once posted about like how you can somehow check what's the most popular like timestamp in videos. Like you can see it's what people so visit. Yeah. And so like and in like dentist vi- things. Yeah, like in dentist like- videos, the like most popular timestamp is like when the mouth is open and like you oh see teeth. Oh and that's oh like disturbing as fuck. But like when you're filming your child's doctor's appointments or like your child in a diaper or things like that, unfortunately you're opening them up to that. And Ruby knows that. And Ruby doesn't give a fuck. Although that's like kind of what the topic is now and it's evolved to they're quitting I guess what's up with that yeah so I guess we've seen a couple headlines that says that eight passengers has quit and we're like finally yeah (laughs) but um they already had kind of they took a step back from their actual channel because they had the eight passengers one that has I think it's like did I say it's like two million 
2.3 million, I oh, think. Oh, God, I don't know. That's ridiculous. 2.33 million on their Eight Passengers uh, channel, but they haven't uploaded in six months because they were getting so much hate. So then they switch over to this other channel that is called Connections. With an X. Spelled with an X. <laughs> and I just can't get over it because I think it sounds so much. It, it's like a like a porn site or yeah. like a like a 100%. sexy singles kind of situation <laughs> yeah like it sounds like a weird dating app yeah it does. but um and then on top of that uh ruby has i guess the channel is with this other lady too but it's ruby and jody and they also have this private facebook group called moms of truth where they offer even more parenting advice because yeah. if you have to stop going on one channel because you're exploiting your kids and parenting them questionably you should definitely go and start a parental advice page yeah it's really disturbing the things that have come out of that group are extremely triggering because they're so invasive when it comes to your child's privacy um they're super homophobic transphobic it's like it's so fucking triggering that people are going to someone like ruby for guidance because she believes in really bizarre like corporal punishment ancient fucking your kids are gonna throw you in the worst nursing home ever type of parenting and people are genuinely turning to her like what should i do i just found my daughter's diary and she yanked it away from me like what should i do and ruby's like you read it like your kids have no right to privacy like straight up will just say shit like that and then her dumbass husband excuse my french is literally in that group it's called moms of truth not parents of truth like it's literally moms of truth and that fucking idiot is in the comments like Y'all being gay is not right. Like, it's just like... No one asked you, Dad. Nobody fucking asked you. And that's like... It's just concerning that vulnerable people... And I guess that's the way that churches and stuff have worked for the longest time. I was just going to say, honestly, this is such an example of like, not full-blown, but like, it's like how the internet has created a bunch of cults almost. Because... And not to the point that it's like put on white tennis shoes and we're all gonna drink kool-aid and <laughs> almost Dude, it's not point. like that <laughs> but you get these groups of people that are very vulnerable they're looking for anyone that will give them advice attention connection <laughs> with the next <laughs> then she takes advantage of it and yeah. i believe now even you have to pay to join the facebook and well that's because people were like sneaking in <laughs> they would like oh go God. in there and just I, tell her like hey you're a bigot and then you know she started charging but i think now that she is charging and we've talked about in the past like when people are going on things like facebook or patreon and then charging for stuff where you are manipulating the fans that are paying you to give them this advice it's just like so fucked up and very hard to watch. Well, I know several people in my life who I think their beliefs are like out of control, ridiculous. And should they ever like, it's such a frightening thought to think like, oh my God, what if this person had like millions of followers and people were listening to them? Like that. Exactly. And that's just people in my life that I'm like, thank God they don't have a platform. But like Ruby is like that crazy aunt that you're like super embarrassed of like she is that and she has a major platform and people listen and people pay her to coach them through parenting their kids and no doubt she's fucking up families left and right because you cannot you you parent that way your kids are gonna get just sneaky and completely lie and you know we we all know this it's like common sense i mean literally any any person i know that went to like catholic private school until they like did that like kindergarten through until high school and then they came to high school 
and it was like oh my god they're out of control yeah there's no exception sneak around and do all this stuff i'm like my mom was never very strict but i'm so scared of getting her mad that i would never do anything wrong yeah i so my mom was strict my dad was not very strict but my mom still let me do things like when my mom found out that i drank at 16 she was just like Okay, like she got really, really pissed. And then she was like, okay, just do it in the house. Same, same, same. And, you know, that's the only way that I was contained, like, to being honest with my mom. But even then, like, my mom never let me sleep over people's houses because she had bad experiences when she was a kid. And I would sometimes lie to her and go and sleep. Like, I would be like, oh, I'm going to go to my dad's house. And then I would really go to my best friend's house. And but that only happened a few times. Like I didn't even do it that much. But my mom wasn't even that strict. Had my mom been stricter, I would have done the craziest shit. Well, that's if you feel like you can't go to them and be honest, then you're, you're just not going to just not do anything wrong. You're just going to go gonna, do yeah, it behind their back. I think there's you know obviously exceptions to that. I think there's like you see it all the time. There's kids that just don't want to do things like that. Like I when I did sneak out of the house, like I would like be hyperventilating and freaking out. And like I've always hated breaking the rules because I'm scared of authority in general. Like same, I don't want to be same. arrested or like anything yep. like that. Yep. So I would always be the one like the buzzkill in my friends group where I'm like, hey, guys, like maybe we should not do this. And everyone's like, shut up, Jesse. You know, whatever. Literally, literally me. But that's just my character. Had I had a mom like Ruby, though, that is such a bitch like just a raging bitch that like takes away my bed and like if you take away the door of your child's room like you're a fucking awful parent like you're just that already she did that too by the way yeah um i that's bad but then when you take it to the bed stuff like honestly i feel like at a certain point even if they didn't want to rebel, they probably will just, just because they're going to be you. so pissed yeah. and resentful that yeah. they're like, oh, well, fuck her. Yeah. Well, like, apparently now, you know, from what I saw from the Marquee channel, I when I went on the eight passenger, what, like, YouTube, I didn't see, you know, we didn't see, like, a yeah, we quit no video. video. But Marky, um did put up a clip of them saying that they were not going to be featuring their kids. And I think their reasoning was more so, like, they're getting older and, like, Ruby's kind of like an empty nester low-key now. Like, she hasn't... The kids probably have just, like, started refuse. They're old enough that they're refusing to be in any of the videos. Oh, I can't wait till, like, the eight-passenger kids, like, make their own, like, debuts of, like, yeah, documentaries or something of just, like, my mom's batshit crazy because we know that that's how they feel. In general, YouTube hasn't been around long enough for us to have gone through like evolutions of different family channels. not youtube but other platforms have been and there have been kids who have come out and said like my mom was a blogger and you know like it was who? traumatizing i don't remember the name if you look on um i think dad challenge podcast because he covers like all exploitation of children and all of that and he covered some people who talked about how that their moms were bloggers and it was pretty traumatizing from what they're saying that it was just like they felt like they always had to put on a show for their parents and that their parents were never present for them and that's the bare minimum of just parents who want to post content not parents who are posting your personal business of like periods and punishments and like talking about how your christmas presents are going to get taken away because you weren't a very truthful person that year and you're like five years i old. guess in comparison i like to look at someone like the ace family yeah it's gonna oh, be interesting right. to see their kids grow up because it's like you've even seen clips of them recording intros and like getting kind of like snappy at each other being like yeah. i wasn't ready we were what about when the kids aren't doing things right on camera like it's so hard to be like 
ready to film content you have to be in such a specific headspace and like do it in such a way that it doesn't like make you crumble like you know you have to be like present and like in the mood for it and I just can't imagine ever consistently asking of that from a child like they just can't they can't but yeah even with the ace family I like how their entire channel is based off these kids since they were like born that how do you evolve that as they keep getting older and they don't want to be a part of it or if they do want like it's just a very uh, tricky thing to navigate yeah and also the just the lack of regulation like I know that there's like laws for kids who are actors and even those laws are not enough but like they exactly you know yeah the ace family provides their kid with like a nice house but like also it's quite obvious they've blown through all the fucking money that they've made through like all the things that have come out with the social gloves thing and all of that. And it's like they're blowing the money that they got from their kids. And what do their kids have to show for it? I guarantee you they don't have a trust fund. I guarantee you. Perfect example. Even I saw one of the I definitely never watch their videos, but I'll see clips in like news stories about them that there's a time that Austin like drives his one of his daughters to school in his Lamborghini or one of his nice cars and the whole and he's filming it and the whole time he's like trying to be like isn't this so cool your dad's taking you to school in this cool car she was like four and she's like I don't like you know what's funny is that my so we used to have a lot of money when I was in high school because my stepdad was like a radio DJ and like for like four years of my life we were good but like I was rich when I was younger for a brief period as well so like we had um was it a Lamborghini or it was a a Corvette oh oh, we weren't that rich yeah no we my dad I mean my stepdad would like change his car like every other week because he would like work with car dealerships and brand deals and stuff so he could switch out whatever car so we had a Corvette for a while and literally I remember well my mom had her like Sequoia and then he had a Corvette and I remember one time he took her keys so we had to go to school in the Corvette I literally had to be in the trunk like it was the most uncomfortable horrible car I fucking hated it it seems like it's almost more like embarrassing for the kid it is. he's like trying to make such a scene it's like okay, yeah kids don't give a fuck that about that insecure but no one else needs to no literally like I never yeah. cared about any of that I just I remember I really liked like being able to like go to Publix and just buy whatever or like go to Walgreens and buy whatever the fuck I wanted or like I would ask my mom for 20 bucks and like she would forget later that day and so I'd just ask her for another 20 bucks she wouldn't even realize so like things like that were the things I liked about being well off but like everything else I didn't give a fuck my stepdad had a Hummer he had a Maserati like all the fucking most expensive cars and I literally never gave a fuck like he would come home with a new one and I'm like again like why did you get a new car so none of that shit matters to kids and when they get older they're just gonna be like where the fuck is my money like run me my check that I got for you and the ace family thing where it's like you your dad like cheats on your mom and like everyone knows it like that's so embarrassing okay so actually that's even my biggest thing like not only are they putting and just family channels in general but not only are they putting embarrassing things online that are like blatantly embarrassing how many things do you do that you find embarrassing that maybe someone else doesn't so these kids are gonna grow up and even if it's something that's not that bad they're gonna be like holy fuck why am I on the internet and this has 15 million views yeah like it's gonna be a thing that becomes more and more prevalent because YouTube will have been around longer because I, people don't know how to navigate having kids in videos consistently. Yeah, I understand wanting, because 
as someone who does show my kids online occasionally, especially like on Instagram stories or things that whatever, like I understand loving your kids and being like, oh my God, like I want to show off my kids. Like I love my kids and I'm so proud of them and like whatever. I understand that aspect of it. But if you have to rely on your kids at any point for content to monetarily be well off, you're horrendous like you are exploiting your kids and I think it's fucking wrong I don't know how the ace family sleeps at night because like I battle with just once every three months showing a picture of my kids like I battle with that and they don't even blink twice because they're making so much money do they I have a sneaky suspicion they're just broke and like well now probably but well and that's also the thing because like I see a lot of little kid like toddlers and stuff on um tiktok yeah that have gotten followings of doing like lip syncing like there's a little girl that does lip syncs of the kardashians and they're the funniest it's some of the best shit i've ever seen it looks like she's very much enjoying it and having fun and i also you don't make unless you're getting brand deals you're not making a ton of money off tiktok so i doubt she's supporting her entire family but even that gets a little questionable. But then I think when you go back to YouTube and when I think things are also changing in the whole YouTube landscape about what kind of content people watch and yeah. length and stuff. But it used to be that people wanted like daily vlogs and these parents would film their kids all day long. And that was, that's their life and job is just filming themselves. Yeah, I think it's evolving. I think we're going to see more people like you see the ace family has lost a lot of support and pretty much anybody that still does support them in their insane scams <laughs> like now it's the ace fest i don't know why anyone believes them yeah like so, well, uh, so much of it is so clearly they're fucking which kids. also you you even brought up earlier who watches family channels i've heard that so many of their viewers are little kids yeah. which I don't know if it's like sad because it's like, are they like seeking some kind of like family connection? No, no. Kids just. Or like, why do they enjoy it? I know um, a friend of mine, her niece watches all of those family channels. And like, I think that they just like the concept of like mommy, you know, parents and like kids and they're going to like, they just like that, like kind of. It's like when we would play house as kids, I think they play that like in their head while they're watching them. I think. And then someone like the Ace family that is continuously doing these, like, not, like, minor scams. Like, huge scams. Yeah, I, on a, I can't I, stand Austin. Like, honestly, just, like, he, he like, I have, like, a body response when I hear him talk. He's such a douchebag, honestly. But Catherine, too, like, I got into it one time with her on Twitter. And... About what? Did... I don't know if she... Did she re ever respond back to me? I don't know. But she was when he like had SA allegations against him and she literally put up a tweet that was like, ha ha ha. Like the things you people say are like, you know, so funny. We're just laughing at you guys or something like that. And I literally responded to her like nothing about this is fucking funny, even if it's not true. Like whatever. Nothing about this is funny. Like and you should be mortified either way. Oh my God, literally? <laughs> like, I love my husband so much and I trust him and like never have had a suspicion of anything. And if somebody came out of the blue and, you know, accused him of something, I would be in shambles. Like, I would lit. I don't give a fuck. Like, if I'm like, for sure, that's not true. It would be so disturbing to me that I would never be able to be, ha ha ha. But Catherine is like, you guys, it's just everybody's against the Ace family, and I don't know why. It's what? like, yes, you fucking do. You just like... I've heard that before. I know. Literally, it's like these clueless, self-absorbed influencers who just 
literally think the world revolves around them and they're like <laughs> people are just haters like it's that kindergarten mentality of like well if you hate me you're just jealous it's like bitch i don't want to be you exactly not everyone that is critical of you hates you or wants something from you maybe you're just being a shitty person literally well on that note um <laughs> i know we didn't get too into any specific topics today that's kind of because it's right after a holiday weekend. okay but let's let's be honest this is kind of what the show is going to be yeah, well, yeah. We're we're we'll, very we'll like we'll try to focus on things if they're like really important things that we want to elaborate on. But a lot of times we're we're tangent sort of people. Like that's just who we are. And I think what we have to offer is context around the overarching situation, right. not necessarily the specifics. Right, right. But this was good. I had yep. fun. Hope you guys did too. Yeah, subscribe yep. to this channel because that'd be great and we want to be able to get monetized yep. and hopefully make some money so we can pay our rent and Jessie can support her children. Right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I can buy more Dr. Pepper. Right. And then if you're listening to this as a podcast, which I mean, I'm going to have to still figure out because I don't even know how to upload as a podcast. Yeah, me neither. Then um, I, I think you're supposed to leave a review. Okay. And do that. And follow... I don't know. Do the things that you would do with the podcast. Yep. It should be anywhere you listen to podcasts. But then also video version on YouTube so you could see our beautiful faces. And you'll notice also if you're watching online that we are um, in two different locations because I live in L.A. and Jesse is in Georgia. Yeah. So but we're trying our best. Well, I hope you guys liked it. Subscribe. Follow us on social media. DM us topics that you want to hear us talk about here. And that's it. That's the first episode of Do We Know Them? Oh, and um, speaking of socials, it's at Smiles underscore underscore. And then mine's at Lily underscore Marston. Yep. And yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you, guys. Farewell. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles.